Welcome to the Hackberry House of Chosun. My name is Bob, and I'm reading today from The Private Key to Heaven by Thomas Brooks, who lived from 1608 to 1680. He was an English nonconformist preacher and writer. Well, we're just about to wrap up this book. It's uh, the last section, Several Important Practices, we'll take today and the next time, and that will be the end of The Private Key to Heaven. Number five, several important practices. And as you must take heed of these five things, so there are several other things that you must carefully and conscientiously apply yourselves to, as ever you would be found faithful and constant in this great duty of closet prayer. Now, they are these. A. Lament over the neglect of private prayer. First, lament greatly and mourn bitterly over the neglect of this choice duty. He that doth not make conscience of mourning over the neglect of this duty will never make conscience of performing this duty. Oh, that your heads were waters and your eyes a fountain of tears, that you might weep day and night for the great neglect of closet prayer. He that mourns most for the neglect of this duty will be found most in the practice of this duty. He that makes most conscience to accuse, arraign, and condemn himself for neglecting closet prayer, he will make most conscience of giving himself up to closet prayer. It is said of Adam that he turned his face towards the Garden of Eden and from his heart bitterly lamented his great fall. Oh, that you would turn your faces towards your closets and bitterly lament your rarely going into them. Be Make private prayer a habit. Secondly, habituate yourselves, accustom yourselves to closet prayer. Make private prayer your constant trade. Frequency begets familiarity, and familiarity, confidence. We can go freely and boldly into that friend's house whom we often visit. What we are habituated to, we do with ease and delight. A man that is habituated or accustomed to write or to read or to ride, to run or to play on this or that musical instrument, he doth it all with delight and ease. And so a man that doth habituate himself to closet prayer will manage it with delight and ease. C. Keep a diary of your closet experiences. Uh, oh, carefully record and, and book down all your closet mercies. Oh, be often in reading over your closet experiences, and be often in meditating and in pondering upon them. There is no way like this to inflame your love to closet prayer, and to engage your hearts in this secret trade of private prayer. Oh, remember that at such a time you went into your closets with hard hearts and dry eyes, but before you came out of your closets, uh, how sweetly, how evangelically, how powerfully, were you melted and humbled before the Lord? Oh, remember how that at another time you went into your closets clouded and benighted, but came out of your closets with as glorious a shine of God upon your souls as Moses had upon his face when he came down from the mount from communing with God. Remember how often you have gone into your closets with cold, frozen spirits, but before you came out, Oh, what a fire hath God kindled in your souls! What a spirit of burning have you found in your hearts! Remember how often you have gone into your closets straightened and shut up, but before you have come out you have your souls been like the, uh, 
like the chariots of Aminadab. Remember what power God hath given you against corruptions in your closets, and what strength God hath given you against temptations in your closets. Remember the secret discoveries of divine love that you have had when in your closets. Remember the secret visits, the secret kisses, the secret embraces, the secret whispers, love tokens that Christ had given you in your closets. Seriously ponder upon these things, and then closet duties will be sweet unto you. It was a sweet saying of Bernard, O saint, knowest thou not that thy husband Christ is bashful and will not be familiar in company? Retire thyself by meditation into thy closet or into the fields, and there thou shalt have Christ's embraces. Meditation is the nurse of prayer, someone else said. All the more any man meditates upon his closet experiences, the more he shall find his heart entangled and engaged to closet duties. The more you ponder upon closet experiences, the sweeter will closet experiences be to your souls. And the sweeter closet experiences are to your souls, the more your souls will delight to be with God. Pliny tells us of one Masala Corvinus, whose memory was so bad that he forgot his own name. And I'm afraid that many of your memories are so bad that you forget your closet mercies, your closet experiences. I have read of such a pestilential disease once at Athens as took away the memories of those that were infected with it, so that they forgot their own names. Oh, that I had not cause to fear that some pestilential disease or other hath so taken away the memories of many that they have quite forgot their closet experiences. Well, friends, remember this. Those stony hearts are bad, yet iron memories are good. And oh, that you would all labor after iron memories that you may remember and ponder upon your closet experiences. I have read of the heathens, how they made use of white and black stones for these two ends. First, they gave them to persons at their arraignment before the judges. If they were condemned to death, they gave them a black stone. But if absolved and set free, a white stone. To which custom the Holy Ghost seems to allude in Revelation. To him that overcometh will I give a white stone. A second use of those stones was this, that by them they might keep an account of all the good days or evil days that they had met withal in their lives. Hence, Jacopo Cenzaro, having been long in love and much crossed about his match, he filled a pot full of black stones, putting only one white stone among them, and being asked the reason, he answered, There will come one white day, meaning his marriage day, which will make amends for all my black days. Ah, friends, how often hath God given you the white stone in your closets? Certainly you have had more white stones than black stones. Your closet mercies and experiences have been more than your public crosses and miseries. Sirs, did you but reckon your good days according to the white stones you have in your closets? It would make you more in love with closet prayer than ever. D. Save time for private duties. Fourthly, be sure that you do not spend so much of your precious time in public duties and ordinances 
as that you can spare none for private duties, for secret services. Though Pharaoh's cows ate up one another, yet our duties must not eat up one another. Public duties must not eat up family duties. Family duties must not eat up public duties, and neither of them must eat up closet duties. The wisdom of a Christian doth most eminently sparkle and shine in giving every duty its proper time and place. I was going to say that either he was no Christian, or at least no excellent Christian, that is all eye to read, or all ear to hear, or all tongue to speak, or all knee to bow, and to kneel, and to pray. Ah, how many are there that spend so much time in hearing of this man and that, and in running up and down from meeting to meeting, that they have no time to meet with God in their closets? Oh, sirs, your duties are never so amiable and lovely. They are never so orient and beautiful as when they are seasonably and orderly performed. Oh, how wise are the men of this world so to order all their civil affairs that no one business shall interfere with another. And they set apart for each business a convenient proportion of time. They allot an hour for one business, two for another, three for another. Oh, that we were as wise for our souls, as wise for eternity as they are for this world. Oh, that our hearts would so consult with our heads that we may never want a convenient time to seek God in a corner. That devil that loves to set one man against another, and one nation against another, and one Christian against another, that devil loves to set one ordinance against another, and one duty against another. Hence it is that on the one hand he works some to cry up public prayers in, in opposition to secret prayer, and on the other hand he works others to cry up private duties in opposition to all public duties. Whereas all Christians stand obliged by God so to manage one sort of duties as not to shut out another sort of duties, every Christian must find time and room for every duty incumbent upon him. E. Love Christ with a stronger love. Fifthly, love Christ with a more inflamed love. Oh, strengthen your love to Christ and your love to closet duties. Lovers love much to be alone to be in a corner together. Certainly the more any man loves the Lord Jesus, the more he will delight to be with Christ in a corner. There was a great deal of love between Jonathan and David, and according to their love, so was their private converse, their secret communion one with another. They were always best when in the field together, or when in a corner together, or when behind a door together, when locked up together. Just so would it be with you. Did you but love the Lord Jesus Christ with a more raised and a more inflamed love? You would be always best when you were most with Christ in a corner. Divine love is like a rod of myrtle, which, as Pliny reports, makes the traveler that carries it in his hand so lively and cheerful that he never faints or grows weary. Ah, friends, did you but love the Lord Jesus with a stronger, with a more raised love, you would never faint in closet duties, nor would you ever grow weary of closet duties. Look, as the Israelites removed their tents from Mithka to Hashmonah, from sweetness to swiftness, as the words import, and so the sweetness of divine love will make a man move swiftly on in a way of closet duties. Divine love will make all closet duties easier to the soul and more pleasant and delightful to the soul. 
And therefore, do all you can to strengthen your love to Christ and your love to this secret prayer. It was observed among the primitive Christians that they were so full of love one to another that they could be acquainted one with another as well in half an hour as in half a year. Oh, sirs, if your hearts were but more full of love to Christ and these duties, you would quickly be better acquainted with them. You would quickly know what secret communion with Christ behind the door means. Amen. One more time. One more time we will get together with Mr. Brooks to see what he has to say about the private key to heaven. Prayer. Prayer in the closet. Thank you so much again for being here today. Do look around my site at the many audios that are there featuring some of the church's great preachers, persecution stories from North Korea and other lands, Bible studies on a number of subjects and a blog, and if you want more, just go to Amazon.com and check out my books there. Or contact me at bob.j.faulkner.72 at gmail.com. And I'll talk to you all about our Zoom meetings for men and women. Thank you so much for being with us. This is the Hackberry House of Chosun, and this audio is being released on the 20th of June, 2023. Lord willing, we'll talk again real soon. Bye-bye.